In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. I'm going to say something so controversial that I'm telling you right now, and it, and it could cost me. I think it could be that bad. For $700 million, you can shove your hand up my ass and puppet me all you want. Working blue and controversial, you know, to begin the program on a Tuesday morning into the afternoon. we got to watch with this AI. This AI is getting out of control. I'm not sure that was AI to me, you know. Not sure that was. Not sure what that was. Not really sure how to define it. What would have been it was AI? What would have been the subject about seven hundred million dollars? I felt very, very strongly. So about I that. think that you're saying that you would. No, no, be... it's not what I said. What do you think? Who made seven hundred million dollars? I don't like... know, but I, I think what you're saying is that you would be willing to be a puppet, so you would be willing yeah. to be Roger Goodell. Oh, you can marry an me, or you can go the old-fashioned way. Because you've called Roger Goodell and Rob Manfred puppets for oh, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bud Selig prior to Rob Manfred. Yeah, they, they're all, listen, again, I ain't not going to hustle. You can get paid that much money to appear, what, three, four times a year? Then you do one of the Roger Goodell's. Roger Goodell, I, I'll give him credit. He, he goes and he kisses the Taylor Swift ring because that's good for the brand and good for the business. I don't, I don't know, like Usher generated $52 million, allegedly, of Usher moment. In the Super Bowl, you don't get paid, but they said it's worth about $52 million for the amount of time he had. Roger Goodell did the right thing. Roger Goodell shows up four or five times a year. Rob Manfred hasn't even figured out how to do the social part of it. At least Roger Goodell shows up, Habitat for Humanity, bang, 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 bang. He knocks some uh, nails into some wood. He goes to what the NFL says, we're going to, you know, we're giving money to kids. Rob Manfred has got the greatest job in the world because he shows up. Three times a year. But for that kind of money, you're willing to do it. For $700 million? Yeah, I don't care who the puppet master is either. Like, that's the other thing. NFL owners, great. MLB owners, great. So you're a little bit older now. I don't know if the 35-year-old Chris Domino would be willing to do that. Because money didn't mean all that no, much no, no, to you still back doesn't. then. But it, you know what it is? It's just there's, I, you know, the man had it right. Everybody's got a price. I think there's a moment where you go... What am I paying this guy, and what is he really doing? And I do think that in the world of sports, it's become a little bit ridiculous. I, capitalist, go get what you can get. Somebody's going to tell you what you're worth. But if you really start to look at some of the numbers, you go, holy smoke. Well, the money is rolling in, no question about it. Thank it's you for a, taking a, the time to listen to a show that generates millions of dollars yeah. each and every day. Yeah, I feel like I'm one we of those. We fill the coffers for David Dickey every single day. I feel like I'm one of those, uh, what do they call them, uh, evangelists, uh, televangelists, if you do it on TV. Sports has become a little bit of that. Who do I put up? Who do I prop up? Who says, again, hand up the rear end. Move the mouth, and who says what we need to to make sure that the money keeps coming in? And hopefully we're able to do that, entertain you, if nothing else, and you can listen to us all the time, absolutely free. you got the fan app, and that is driven to you by Beaver Toyota of Coming, and Beaver Direct is the quickest and easiest way to shop for a car online. you got 680 The Fan 
Cheerleadersportsbook.com. You can listen there as well as follow along at the X platform. Brought to you by Harris Cherokee Casino and Resort. And Matt Lear at Road Dog 680 at Chris Domino. It's your Lenny Nick at 680 The Fan. It's Fat Tuesday, Domino. So in honor of it being Fat Tuesday. What is that? In a, so that's the Mardi Gras? Yes. And it's only one Tuesday a year. That's it. Do, why don't they take advantage of this and do Fat I am, Tuesday I, too? I am not sure. Okay. Uh, but I know today Valentine's is... Valentine's Day 2. Today's Fat Tuesday. Tomorrow's not only Valentine's Day, but Ash Wednesday. If you're a Catholic, you know what that means yeah. as well. So don't eat any meat tomorrow, Domino. That's the one thing I still uh, I subscribe know. to. I know. Friday's all I get. During Lent, I don't eat meat on Ash Wednesday, and I try not to eat meat on Fridays. There are so many Which times- is kind of weird because I don't really... I'm not really religious in any way, shape, or form, but that's the one thing that has stayed with me over the years as a Catholic. Everybody's hoping to keep the door open just a crack. Again, I don't want to do 10 in purgatory for a ham sandwich on a Friday. I I want to avoid that as well. My problem is I'm halfway through a burger, and somebody says out loud, Oh, you eat meat on a Friday. Like me. I do that to you all the time. Every opportunity that I get, you do it in front of me. I've been told that... You fat piece of shit. Uh, this, has no, this has nothing to do with that. This is meat on Friday. We're past Fat Tuesday for a second. you actually used to say that to me. But anyway, before you go any further, in honor of Fat Tuesday, who's your favorite large character, real or fiction? Okay. And say fat. I know. I said large. I know. <clears throat> Are we still allowed to say Fat Tuesday? I'm almost um, surprised that, you know, there hasn't been a... It is a fair question. Let me grab a board and a sign and let me... Yeah. Pick it outside of something. Now, Herm Edwards from ESPN is not fat no, in any way, shape, or form. He will be joining us at 1120. I'm looking forward to that. We've got a Super Bowl-y type things and uh, the future of the Falcons to talk about with him. Let me just go. But I've been told that if you're halfway through a burger and somebody says that, you sort of get absolved. Now, what you're supposed to do is put the rest of the burger down. I've had a, I've had a problem with that a couple of times. I was like, ah, oh, I'm already in. My father used to say I can eat meat on Fridays because I work 10 plus hours. If I work 10 plus hours in a day, mm-hmm. I can eat meat. He like made up his own rules. And who were we to dispute those rules? Yeah, I'm, Catch I, a crack. I don't want to get into fish territory here. If you don't know what that is, I'm. Uh, it's it fish fries every Friday at the church during Lent. Of course you do, because that's how everybody avoids the problem of, oh, I made a pot roast today. Yeah. And every we'll bar, fish you know, six block radius bar restaurants, we had about 10 of them. Every bar had their own fish fry special on Fridays. I meant the fish as in the radio station. What's the difference? I I don't want to get all fishy on you. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. I've said it before, and this is not a down-the-hall thing. I'm not a big fan of dogma. I don't want you shaking on your deathbed because you're going to hell, and then I try to get absolved. I'd rather you live a better life. I tell my kids, don't be the person who's shaking on the the deathbed. I'm kind of more of uh, do the right thing. I don't need a lot of the dogma. I get in trouble for this one, but I can have church in my car. I'm not saying it's church church, but I can have my church. You've been in very the car. deep to open this program. I'm just, very deep. I'm letting you know. No, I I got shallow coming up. Oh, good. I got shallow. I'm deep and shallow. Listen, I have no problem with either version of Chris Domino. I'm good. I find that more people when they hear and they go, "What do you mean church in a car?" I said, "I need my time. Yeah, I, I need a couple of minutes. Do I actually? Again, am I treating people okay? What's you know? Adam complains about. I send them too much sound. My church, uh-huh. my church in a car comes to, okay, let me think about what he's really saying. Do I treat him well enough when I throw him six sound bites? And I say, please, please have this done by 1130. All I'm saying is that you send me too much sound. It's okay. pretty basic. All right. It's, there's nothing to dig into. I think there. you need church yeah. in your car to That's, really think about what it is you're saying. It's pretty surface right there. You need church in your car to really get to the point, should you be admonishing me? The way that I think you do. Again, you can, 
But just have that few minutes and try to think it over. My question of the day today. I would like it if you wouldn't send me an email that I can't click. Sometimes you send me sound bites that I can't just click on. I have to I have it. no idea because that's a technical thing. It's just an extra step for me. I'd like to not be blamed for that. I don't know. I don't know any. I don't know how any of this works. That's pretty I, evident. I hit buttons. I can ask them on the other side of the glass. I hit buttons. I don't either. That's why I don't really bother anybody. My question today. Do, are we doing an NBA minute today? Uh, yes, we are. My question. 12.50. My, oh, it's a little bit too late. I, well, I want to do, do it early. earlier. I mean. But here's the thing. Do I put it out on Twitter like as a real question? Or do I just bring it up and let somebody else steal it and go, you know, I was thinking about this. Put it out on Twitter. Put it out on Twitter? Yeah. Okay. I'll put it out on Twitter. At Chris D'Amino. So we know and no one's surprised that it was a record viewership for Super Bowl 58. 123.4 million shattering last year's mark of 115.1. Now, some of the rules have changed. For the first time, all 50 states have included out-of-home viewers. Limited states, limited markets, that was the case prior to this year. Now, the question is, and you've asked this before, Mm -hmm. there's 340 million Americans. So 140 million people didn't watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. I cannot fathom that. Yeah. Does that mean your TV's not on? Is this... When they do percentages, percentage of TVs on, look, there's an extrapolation that goes on here. Everybody knows that. I don't know how they do bars. I don't know how. That's an AFC-NFC championship, I think, more than a Super Bowl. People do Super Bowl parties. So if you leave your house and Jimmy leaves his house and Sally leaves her house and they come to my house, how do they know if I have a Nielsen box, how many people are actually watching in my own home? Yeah, and I bring up the number, 140 million. Nielsen also set a record, 202.4 million watched at least part of the game across all networks. So, again, you've got 140 million people that, I don't know, went to a show, stared at a wall, watched Netflix. What I care more about is, do you know, because it's an extrapolation, were they watching something else? Now, not all 340 million people were home. Some were out and about. But if you had a TV on, are you watching Tubi? Uh, you know, I, Vivo? I don't know anybody in my circle, and it's not a big circle, so don't misunderstand, but let me take it a step further. I've never known anybody in my circle. Now, we used to work with a guy who said his parents would go see a show. Yeah. So you aside, let that go. Yeah, aside from those two, uh-huh. I don't know anybody that hasn't yeah. watched a Super Bowl. Right. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody who didn't watch Sunday. Now... I almost want to do my own extrapolation. 404-231-1680. If you didn't watch, what were you doing? And how many people would I then project were doing the same thing as you? I got to be careful if I take that call because I I may end up saying you've got to go down the hall. Because I got a feeling there's going to be political answers if you ask that question. All right. And that's for down the hall. I'm out of here. Extra 1063 Atlanta's only conservative I am out of the NFL business. It's not like it's it's Christmas where everything shuts down. People do have to work. So there is that faction of people who had to work. Adam, they don't know. 40 million people? No, they don't know who was working, but they also don't know who was in the living room of a Nielsen house. Is it, oh, the house has four people. Four people were watching. No, little Jimmy was out. But we had 12 more people over. What am I telling you? It's fake. It's a guesstimate at best. It's well, cool. It set a record. Jim right, Nance is a happy record now. guesstimate. Jim, oh, I want to do this for Sean McManus, who's retiring from CBS. He deserves this. Well, congratulations, Jim Nance.
you, Romo, Taylor Swift, good game, overtime. We've got a new champion. It's CBS Super Bowl 58. I got to say, if you call and say you didn't watch the Super Bowl, but you listened to us, that's that's kind of odd in my eyes. That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not judging anybody. No, I'm not judging. You I'm just saying it's odd. You. you would think that you wouldn't be listening to us. You'd be listening to the fish. Guys, I watched the second quarter. <laughs> what? Yeah, I watched the second. I don't know what. I don't know what. I don't know what my own family does. I don't know why they do it. My daughter was watching. My both my daughters were watching. Does that count? Like, would Nielsen go? Oh, you know what? But Milledgeville, uh, there's six kids in this dorm. And four kids in this yeah. apartment. No, they be, don't. They have be, no idea. Well, if they knew, that would be ten, yeah. Yeah, but they have no idea. What are they... Again, is there a camera? How many I, people are in the house? Listen, I it's, don't... It's it's nice. We have a new champion. I, I don't know the science of Nielsen, but like I said, whatever they factored in, it when was When the TV contract comes up, this is what they will shove at Amazon, Apple, Paramount, NBC, CBS, UHF... Whoever might have enough money to go buy the NFL. All right, in the meantime, let's hit the bongos and tell you what else is coming up on the program. Like we said, Herm Edwards will join us at 11.20. A new beginning for Tiger Woods. Got that story for you at 11.50. How Nicole Hartman became the fifth dog in line with Sunday's touchdown. We'll explain that as we go on campus at noon. And another step backwards for the Hawks, despite the celebration prior to the game last night. Your NBA Minute comes your way, as we said, at 12.50. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about how what we saw on Sunday could apply to the Falcons this upcoming season. And what would this friend of the show have done in overtime as a coach? Herm Edwards from ESPN will join us to talk about that and more next. A lot of NFL to get across to you, the people out there, that maybe some of you didn't watch the Super Bowl, which doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. It's Domino Angelini trying to make sense on a Tuesday morning into the afternoon. It's the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union. Free online and mobile banking. No minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon background screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. It's Fat Tuesday, Domino. Well, 1119, Domino, Chilini, the fans, 680 and 93.7 FM on a Fat Tuesday morning into the afternoon. Remember what we're doing on Friday, the strikeout, 23rd annual, might I add, strikeout leukemia and lymphoma radiothon. As you've helped us over the years make a dramatic difference in the lives of those affected by blood cancers, you'll hear a lot of those guests coming up on Friday as we come to you from Beaver Toyota in coming. Go to 680thefan.com right now to make your donation or to check out some of the incentive items as the Super Bowl does set a record we think about the way the tight end was used 
in that game. And we think about Zach Robinson being now the offensive coordinator for the Falcons. And we think about Kyle Pitts, who apparently was more banged up than a lot of people thought. And then we think about Tyler Higby, who was in the top three in targets for the Rams the last two years. So put all that together. Right. Zach Robinson knows how to use the the quarterback. Pick the quarterback. I'm letting Zach Robinson pick the quarterback. He's here. That's his deal. With all due respect to Terry Fontenot and all due respect to Raheem Morris, you hired that guy. He's bringing in his playbook, not yours. Who do you want a quarterback? And let's find out what this gentleman, friend of the show, thinks about that and more. From ESPN, Herm Edwards joining us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. Coach, always good having you on. How you doing this morning? I am well. And um, it's interesting you're talking about the quarterback, right? Everybody's talking about the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And Atlanta has to figure out what they're going to do at the quarterback position. Do you let so, the offensive coordinator make that pick? Can you put all of no. those aside? You don't. No. 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 You can't do that. You can't do that. If that gets out publicly, you're in the jam. It's got to be. It's got to be a team decision. Um, between obviously, he's going to have a lot to say about it. Um, ownership's going to have to say something about it. Uh, you know, this is the position that uh, you covet, and uh, when it goes wrong or right, uh, a lot of people stand in line, right? So you can't say all of a sudden I hired this guy. He chose the quarterback. First thing you do when a quarterback struggles, right? Let's fire this guy. He picked the quarterback. So, Herm, can I can I just throw this out there, though? I have just yeah. as good a chance to pick the right or wrong quarterback as anybody in the room who gets final say. Oh, you know what? There's generally a consensus. I mean, I haven't been to too many. The, the, the two places I was at, um, there was always a consensus of this is the guy. Yeah, we like this guy. You know, it wouldn't, well, you get the final say. And, you know, that's saying a lot. But this, when, when you make a pick like this, you want to make sure everybody in the room's comfortable with this guy. And you're right. You know, the and here again, the offense, you know, you can say, well, we got this guy, this offensive coordinator, and the offensive coordinator, you know, he's going to have he's going to have a say because he's going to have to figure out, too, okay, is this guy, can he run your system? Or the next question that I've always told offensive coordinators, can we use what he does and fit in our system? Do you think enough that's coaches do that, Herm? Because it seems no, like this don't. is my system and that's that. No, that's why guys fail. That's the biggest, that, that's the biggest, the number one issue with coaches when quarterbacks fail is that they have this system and they're, they're, they're not, they're, they're bullheaded and they say, this guy's got to fit my system. No, he doesn't. You have to massage the system. I mean, look at today's world. Um, it used to be, you know, back in the day, no one wanted a mobile quarterback. Well, he's a runner. No, no, he's not a runner. No, I want a guy in the pocket. Oh, really? Okay. Well, look how that's changed, right? I mean, so you, you, your system has to be, you know, uh, good enough, and you got to be able to massage it where we're going to play with this guy. Look, Andy Reid. Okay, here's the prime example. Andy Reid. He has this team this year. Now, he's got the best guy on the planet. I get that. But this was an offense last year that was averaging about 30 points or so a game prior to the season. He has one really good receiver, and that's the tight end for the most part. Doesn't have any other receivers that he can trust. Got a good defense now because they drafted defensive players and they built that defense up. Has has a good kicker and, and, and a punter and goes, you know what? We got this running backs pretty tough. 
So Andy goes, you know what? We're not going to score 30 points a game this year because we have defense can hold people 17. We're going to start running the ball. And I'm going to find out who these receivers are. And all you heard about was all these drops. And Mahomes is throwing them the ball, and they're dropping the ball. Everybody's saying, this offense ain't the same. Well, guess what? That's what they wrote in and said, eventually, we'll figure out who the number two guy is. And they were able to do that. And so this was a different offense than it was last year. This offense was not the 30-point offense. It was a defensive team, basically. 17 points a game, that's all this defense was giving up. Did a great job doing that. They ran the ball, and they knew if the game was close, they got the best quarterback in the planet, Patrick Mahomes, that goes, you know what? I'll win the game, and that's what he does. And that's how Andy won this year. Herm, fair statement. Do you you agree with all the arguments about has he caught Tom Brady? Is he going to catch Tom Brady? Take that all out. My scenario is this. You put them all on a playground, and you have to win one game. My statement was there's nobody I would pick in the history of quarterback play in the NFL over Patrick Mahomes. Not one guy, if that's the scenario where I have to win a game today. Doesn't mean he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I think he gives me more possibilities to win a game, though. That gives you that 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 is that is a a good statement, uh, a probably correct statement. The the way that he plays and the way that he can play with uh, anyone around him, he he makes players better, right? Because of what he can do and and how he's built and, and the ability he has. So, yeah, he's unique, and we're watching history. But I liked his comment when everyone's saying he was the GOAT. He said, you know what? No, because I didn't beat the GOAT. The GOAT beat me. And that was Tom Brady. So that was a good statement by Patrick Mahomes. Well, he seems to get it. He also gave credit to Alex Smith when he first came there. He said, Alex Smith taught me about the culture here and everything else fell in place. So as great as he is on the field, off the field, he seems to big picture understand it. Well, he does. And, you know, and we all get captured in the moment. You know, we forget about players of the past because we live in this current time. And, you know, what he's been able to do, obviously, is something historically that we're watching and we're enjoying it. But he's got a long way to go. He knows that. Um, and he's having fun doing it. It, it, it. It's fun to watch him because this was a year that uh, when you talked about the season early, a lot of people did say, hey, man, these guys ain't the same. And they weren't the same. They were not the same offense. Just look, look at it. They were not. But they had the quarterback, and they found a way to win games. The most impressive thing about this team is this. When you look at the playoffs, when they got into the playoffs, they beat Miami, (laughs) they beat Buffalo, they beat the Ravens in San Francisco. All those teams had 11 or more wins. That's impressive, guys. And they also ran the table, one, two, three, four. And some of the offensive, again, it depends what metric you want. I can make numbers sing and dance. But according to at least some rankings, they beat the number one, two, three, and four offense, which is the cleanest sweep you can have over the course of a playoff run. Yes, and that was their defense. Yep. So finish this sentence. Steve Spagnola is. Oh, he's uh, wow. He's he's one of the better coordinators in, in the National Football League. I mean, what has he won? He's won what? He's won four, four. Super Bowls as a defensive coordinator. Right. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get Steve a raise right now. He's loving this. You know that. <laughs> well, a- Andy Reid's going to get a raise. There's never been a better situation for a guy to walk oh. into the owner's office, put his feet yeah. up on the table, grab a cigar, and go, how much? And, 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 you know, Andy, he won't do that. 
we, we, we I laughed today on television. You know, uh, one of our guys said he's only making. I said that you're negotiating Andy's contract. That's great. So if everybody keeps talking about, look, the Hunt family, they're going to do right by Andy Reid. He doesn't have to worry about that. He'll be fine. Herm Edwards uh, with us from ESPN on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Going back to the start of the conversation we had, it's about the quarterback, the quarterback, the mm. quarterback. Pat Mahomes drafted 10th overall in 2017. Mitch Trubisky drafted second by the Bears that year. He just got released by the Steelers. Then they chased their mm. tail and took Justin Fields because they didn't get it right with Trubisky, and they may have to do it all over again now if they draft Caleb Williams. So case in point, if you get it wrong, it sets you back years. Oh, you're talking at least four. Right, because generally what happens is if the first staff doesn't get it right, you don't fire the quarterback. You let the next staff come in and try to fix it. And then when they can't fix it, then you get rid of the quarterback in the next staff. That's what happens to you, and everybody knows it in football. You know, you're not going to fire that guy. You're going to let him play. He's going he's gonna to be there for at least three, four years. And the first thing you're going to holler is the system doesn't fit the quarterback. And, and, and the coach that's coaching the system, you know, he, he, won't, he won't adjust the system. Look, we watched that a little bit, you know, in this 49er system and Bill Walsh's system. It was always, uh, look, uh, you, you stay in the pocket, Joe Montana, and, you know, you get the ball out of your hand. And then all of a sudden he had Steve Young played in the system. But he understood, you know what, I got to do some things a little bit different for Steve because he can run. And I'm going to use his legs a little bit. And that's the whole key. You know, you want a guy that makes good decisions, that can process information, and that is accurate. He's got to be accurate. He's got to be an accurate passer. And that's the hardest thing about that game, man, at quarterback. You have to be accurate with the ball, man. And Pat Mahomes is accurate. All that other stuff, he is accurate. Does enough with his legs. He wins the Super Bowl because of his legs. On fourth down, uh-huh. they, they went zone read twice. They went zone read with him twice, and he ran the ball, and nobody had the quarterback. Because when you go zone read, it's 11-on-11 football. And if you don't have that safety or somebody taking that quarterback on zone read, he's running free. That's what happened to him on the fourth down play. So if I mention Justin Fields, who, again, is back yeah. in the news here in Atlanta, been in the league, yeah. and it's whether it's the coach, whether it's the system, everything you just talked about, do you think, and again, I'm going to use sort of, I think it's a computer-type word. Right. I need a clean wipe of him. I need to get yeah. him in, and I need to wipe out all the information he has. I love the fact that he's yep. got experience. But do I need to look him in the eye before I trade for him and see if I believe that he's a guy that with a clean wipe, we now start over, and I get the guy that was drafted where he was drafted? Yeah, and you got to have a sit-down conversation with him. And then you got to look at this guy. You you got to look at all the tape and ask yourself: Can this system and what I want him to do can can we marry each other and can we work together? And that's the question you're going to have to ask. And but that's I, that's the hardest that's the hardest one to answer. Yeah, but don't I have to take the beat up out of him? Whatever it is that he doesn't oh, feel good yeah, about yeah, himself. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you're hoping he's not beat up because if he's mentally beat up, if he's mental, and that's the one you said it. If he's mentally beat up a lot of these guys never recover because here's the problem. The first interception he throws, the fan base, wherever he goes, is going to be, see, that's the problem. <laughs> the guy you played against in a Super Bowl, Jim Plunkett, he was mentally and physically beat up, and they, they just sat him down for two years in Oakland and said, just, just heal mentally and physically. It worked out, but you're right. It doesn't happen very often. 
No, it's hard because those guys, get, they get battered, boy. And, and this is why when you pick that guy, he got to be tough, man, mentally tough. Because if you're playing when they're young, you know, the one thing they do, <laughs> look, when, when you play a young quarterback, you know, you, the first thing you do in the defensive meeting when the season starts, you walk in the defensive room, you tell the guys, hey, guys, let me tell you what, here's the deal. He's going to throw it to the other guys. He's not going to mean to, but he's going to throw it. And when he does, we got to hold him to a field goal. If we do that, we'll be fine. He's not going to mean to do it, guys, but I promise you, he's going to throw him the ball because that's what they do. And so, then, ha- sure enough, I've had that happen to me. <laughs> First time the quarterback goes in there and he throws one. To the, to, the defense, to the defense, the defensive players are walking by. They say, Coach, you told us. I said, yeah, and I go slow down. Just stop them. <laughs> so what do you do on Wednesday and Thursday to make a young quarterback feel good? I know you don't lay down as a defense. You don't want to – it's not like you want to fix a fight. But what do you do to ensure that this kid feels good? A young guy feels good and his teammates are rallying around him on practice days. Well, I mean, you know, you look, you, you practice and, and, and you play for success and you script for success. That's what you do. But no, you don't. I mean, you know, like, hey, you, you make it difficult. I mean, the hardest thing for them to do is this, is how do they, how do they process information when pressure's coming? And, and who's helping them with that? Is the, is the center is the center the guy that's checking the front for him? Um, you know, letting him know who the hot is. Where's the mic? What's the count? A lot of that has to do with those guys up front. You know, we get a, a big time center, young quarterback, say, "Man, this is what I'll handle. You handle this, right?" And you got to give him a you, you got to give him a method when he feels it. Where do I go with the ball? That's what they need to know, coach. When I feel this, even if I'm wrong, where do I go with the ball? Is it with my legs? Do I run, or where, where's my outlet? Is it the is it the tight end? Is it a running back in the flat where I can get rid of the ball? Where I don't take the sack? That's what you got to do. You got to say, look, when it all breaks down, you can do this. If you got a if you have a running quarterback, you tell him, hey man, when it gets gray and you don't understand, run. Just go ahead and run and slide. Run and slide, and we'll play the next down. All right, so why do you think, let's start with a base of seven. A guy is good enough to be drafted. He's a quarterback. He's yes. a seven. Yes. Why does it seem more guys regress to five as opposed to go up to nine? Uh, it, it's just, it, to me, it's all mental. It, it really is. You know, talent is talent. I mean, event, you evaluate the guy's talent, figure out what he can do well, um, how we can throw the ball. Is he, can he, is, 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 is the wind, is, is the elements of factor to the guy, right? Are elements of factor to this guy. If, if you say elements are a factor, he can't play, then you got to worry about, okay, we are an outdoor team, okay, and where do we play? We play here. When, you know, when, when in the north, you know, when you look at Green Bay, it used to be, well, who's the, you know, who's the Packers quarterback? Well, you better get a guy with, with people say with big hands. Right, because it's in Green Bay and it's going to be cold, and you can't get a guy that's a small guy. Right? I mean, that's that's kind of that's kind of what the saying was, right? It, it, you know, it used to be in Chicago. To be quite honest, they always had. You go look back, guys. They always had a physical, tough quarterback, a runner. He could run. A lot of them quarterbacks they had back in the day. In my day, when I played, you know, because of the weather. So so it just. All that stuff has a lot to do with it. 
All right, let's go through a couple of things. If you were coaching, same exact scenario, what are you doing on yep. the flip of the coin? You taking the ball or you kicking the ball? In overtime on Sunday. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm kicking the ball. I'm not taking it. Now, here's his thinking, but it, it, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> his thinking is, look, we, we, we're going to go down and score, okay? And that way we have the ability, this is what he's thinking, that if they score, and they probably will because they got Patrick Mahomes, we'll get the ball again. But that's, that's okay saying it that way, but if they score, they're going for two. Game's over, right? <laughs> if, if I take the ball first and I turn the ball over, <laughs> guess what? Game's over because they got the ball. Now, you know, those are the scenarios you're thinking about, but you say, okay, if I give them the ball, you sit there and you go, okay, what, what, what's going to happen? I'm going to be in four downs if they score, right? Well, if you take the ball like they did, you got to be in four downs. You can't think you're getting a third possession. You have to score a touchdown. Yeah, that's the problem for me. When, he, when you start projecting yeah. into the future about a third possession. You can't do that. So you can't do that. Yes or no, if Andy Reid, same scenario, if Andy Reid is coaching the 49ers, do you think they win that game? Uh, uh, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know that. I don't know that. I think that game boiled down to this. He had, well, yeah, he's got, he's got the quarterback. No, 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 same that. scenario. He's got Purdy. No, I, no, no, because Patrick Holmes is going to beat you in that game. Um, I think the, the fumble in, the fumble by McCaffrey hurt him. Um, the block kick hurt him. Um, the punt exchange where it hit off the guy, that hurt him. You know, there's too many things when you play this guy and you keep him in the game, you you, you, you got problems. And, 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 you know, they were, <laughs> here's the problem. They, they were like 25, they were three for 12 on third down. Yes, yeah. And they had no answer for pressure. When pressure came, they didn't block it real good. Does Steve Spagnola, does Steve Spagnola use his DBs better than anybody in the league? Because they adjusted. Yeah, they, the, they ran a straight nickel, and his defensive backs in the second half just stayed out there. Yeah, it, it, especially when you can cover. Because they knew that their matchup, the, the only guy that they had to really keep an eye on was Kittle. But here's the problem for me, is that if, if I was San Francisco, I would have used Kittle more. I said that today. Guys, they they got to figure out protection when it comes to pressure, and Kittle has to be part of this offense. Kittle got two targets, guys. There you was there I was a play when there was a play when Trent McDuffie came, and it was perfect. Like it's it, you can't draw it up any better. And you go right. disruption on a third down. That's about as good a defensive call as you can make. Yes, yes, there's no doubt. And those guys were coming free, guys. We saw them coming, and the quarterback sat up, and there were no one. Blocked. Nine of them. There were nine, yeah. nine not touched pressures on Brock yeah. Purdy in that game, and then see, and that's and, and that's the hard part. And this is where the offensive line's got to be connected with the quarterback. Uh, the protection has to be connected, and that's what they got to improve on. They brought pressure, and Purdy or no quarterback's very good when the guy's running like Scott Free had him in his face. Have Have you made a statement about Raheem Morris getting this job? I gave Raheem his first job. <laughs> Raheem was a graduate 
from Hofstra and came over when I was with the Jets my first year. And uh, we were in OTAs, and he walks over. We're getting ready to practice. I want to be a coach. I said, what's your name? He said, my name's Raheem Morris. I said, okay, you show up tomorrow morning at 7, and you go through with this OTAs. Well, listen, I'm just sitting in the back room and be quiet. And he sat back there, and Monty Kiffin calls me. About a month later, say, hey, man, I'm looking for I'm looking for a GA. I said, a quality control guy. I said, I got the perfect guy. I said, who? Marine Morris. Let's send him to Tampa. What did you notice about him that stood out? Well, you know, he's a, he's a sponge. He's a constant learner. And I think his travels, where he's been, he's learned a lot. Not only defensively, he's, he, he's, he's a quick learner. He's a quick learner. He, he understands that. Um, but, you know, he, he coached on the offensive side of it, too, which is good. And so he's been around enough systems. He can evaluate players very well. He knows what he wants. Um, so I think the first time he got the job in Tampa, and everybody said he'll say it, too. He wasn't ready. He was too young. So can I ask, though, if somebody else would have walked up to you and done exactly what he did, would you have said the same thing? Now, I'm assuming you showed up at 645. Not seven yeah, o'clock. Yeah, yeah, he was there early. Yeah. Yeah. He, he knew, he knew, he knew, he, he knew my hours. He knew I was working out at four thirty. So he didn't mess with me to work out. He waited till I got done. And so, uh, probably not. But his his the way he approached it, the way. And I said, uh, I said, nah. I said, well, I said, you didn't think about football? I was teasing, you know, because I didn't know really who he was. And he said, I played here. I said, he played. I said, how's he got a football team? I was messing with him, right? He says, yeah. I said, what position you play? And maybe this is why I gave him a shot. He said. I was a DB. And I looked at him and I said, oh, okay. Well, you know, he's talking to a former DB. I said, all right. I said, come in and sit in the back room. He sat in the back room and took notes, and we talked every day. And eventually went down to Tampa, and that's how he got his, how he got his start. He's a good fit, though. You're telling us that his yeah, evolution. he's a good fit. Okay. He's a good fit. He knows the players. Uh, he, he knows the NFL. He, he, he's been in some good offensive systems. Um, and the key will be when this collectively they decide who the quarterback is and who, who's going to be the quarterback, right? I mean, that, that's going to be the key. They got to get that one right. If I would have told you Vrabel, Belichick, Pete Carroll, not coaching this year, what would you have said? Well, Grable's the one, okay? He's the one that I thought we should – Bill, I was like, uh, okay. Pete, I was like – Eh, okay, right? Because, and I hate to say this, and, um, and look, they're looking, the look was for younger guys are starting to get those jobs, right? Guys, I think Belichick was, uh, he was threatening probably to a lot of people that he wanted full control. Um, you know, Pete's one of those guys, he's a guy been around a long time, I just think they were looking for a different guy. The, not saying they can't handle a player, but they're just looking for a different guy. And, and, and it goes in cycles. Just like hiring process goes in cycles. Sometimes they're looking for offensive guys. Sometimes they're looking for defensive guys. This time, it was probably split 50-50. There were some defensive coaches hired. There some offensive coaches hired. But they're younger. A lot of these guys are younger. Guys, Look at the ages of some of these guys now. They're getting hired. And he's the old guy now. And he's, what, 65? He's the old guy. Yeah. And he looks younger now. He's actually looking younger. I guess winning championships will do that for you. But, but that, doesn't that help you? you <laughs> hey, look, Damn. you go to sleep You go to sleep good at night before the game because yeah. you got Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the planet. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> Finishing up with, with, 
with Herm Edwards from ESPN on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. We talked about Jaden Daniels, a guy you coached yeah. at Arizona State when you were there the last time you came on. It's a strange question to ask because he won the Heisman Trophy and the numbers speak for themselves. Do you think he is NFL ready from day one? Jaden, yeah. You just got to – the key will be how are you going to use him? What are you going to ask him to do? That's going to be the key, and everybody knows that. And you draft him, okay, here's what, this, here's what we're going to do for him. Can he, walk he in the, can he walk in the huddle with a 34-year-old left tackle and be the guy in the huddle? Got no problem with that. Okay. Yeah, he came in there as a freshman with a bunch of older guys that, that were on that team I had was the freshman and started. And that's the first thing I told him. I said, hey, you're going to have to gain their respect now. And you know what? <laughs> He'll gain their respect real early when he messes around and he gets into that scramble mode and he turns around and he's running for about 50 to the team. Go, oh, okay. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> Again, sometimes that's all it takes. Herm, it's always a pleasure having you on. Appreciate the insight on the Super Bowl, Raheem Morris, and everything else. And hopefully we can do it again sometime in the offseason. My pleasure, man. Thank you both. Herm Edwards uh, with us from ESPN. Always a great conversation with him. If you caught the tail end of it and you want to hear it again, go to the fan app. Go to 680thefan.com. Certainly it will be posted there. Or Chris Domino will give you $10. Uh-huh. When we come back, a fresh new start. For Tiger Woods, we'll tell you how on Domino and Cellini. It's the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves' 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. It's Fat Tuesday, Domino. 11.50. Domino, Cellini, the fan. 680 and 93.7 FM. When you think Fat Tuesday, you think chili. Well, maybe not, but the chili dip open is coming up on the 23rd. It's officially sold out as we benefit First Tee of Metro Atlanta. I want to thank Bears Best and some of the other sponsors for making it happen once again. Harris Cherokee Casinos and Resorts, Zero FG Energy Drink, and the Color Spot. Alabama's loss makes things even worse for this other SEC school. We'll go on campus and talk about that and more a little past the top of the hour. Tiger Woods, though, starting off the new year with a new look an extended partnership he announces yesterday, Domino, with TaylorMade Golf to launch a lifestyle, not a golf, no, but a lifestyle no. brand, which will be called Sunday Red. Not Sunday as in the first day of the week, no. but sun as in up above the sun, Day Red. The change as that official 27-year okay. partnership with Nike. Was Tiger Woods or anybody around him smart enough to get Sunday Red, copyrighted, patented, whatever? I, I don't understand... So. Well, let me tell you, I, I don't know why then it's not Sunday Red. Sunday Red. I don't get it. I don't care about the logo. I'm going to let everybody else do that. This was press conference worthy because my guess is Nike paid him half a billion dollars. Over the course of their relationship, it's got to be a half billion dollar deal. 
that means you have a press conference to announce, I'm not trying to sell golf shirts. I'm trying to sell image. And whether you like the logo, don't. I don't understand sun, day, red. I don't get that. That's not for you to understand, apparently. I know. I know. You don't get the lifestyle. Well, you know what he wants? He wants the guy who plays once a month to wear his stuff. But he also says, if you're going to a business casual, here's my here's my shirt. I don't know if they're going to do slacks. I would imagine they are. They're going to launch online. We'll find out on May the 1st between the well, Masters and the PGA a, a, Championship. According to what I read, he should have Dunkin' Donuts sweatsuits. Because they went quick. They're sold out. All gone based on that commercial on Super Bowl Sunday. Turn off the GPS and let Domino take the wheel. It's a drive around the sports world presented by Marietta Toyota. At Marietta Toyota, every new Toyota includes our nationwide lifetime powertrain warranty. Family owned and operated since 1975. Stop in for a test drive or visit MarietaToyota.com. It's better in Marietta. If I told you there was a quarterback, one of them in the last 30 years, to go 8 for 8 or better with 27 rushing yards on any single drive in any game, what would you say about that? I would say that's nuts, but that's Patrick Mahomes on the game winning drive yeah it, that, nobody's ever done this in 30 years this is why you pick him out of the playground and go oh how do i win we can go eight for eight how do i win he can go for 27 yards on the ground in one drive to ensure that you end up scoring a touchdown so i didn't realize how historic it actually was with 143 million people or whatever the hell it was watching that game at the end do you believe what i believe do you believe there's audio of the confrontation between Travis Kelsey yes. and Andy Reid, because there's microphones everywhere. There's no doubt. In the Super Bowl especially, yes. Okay. Do you think it gets released? Um, no. You don't? I think it should. And he might not have said much, but his mouth is moving. I don't think he just walked up to him and screamed. No, I think he's got a I take capability. That back. Someone's going to release it. I do I take too. that back. Somehow, some way. I don't think the NFL wants it out there, but somehow it's going to make it out there. There's, there's too many avenues, too many people on the sidelines for the Super Bowl. Can I can I just disagree a little bit? I do think the NFL won. You do? Yeah. I think the NFL used to show hits that we actually called were illegal. Maybe it's because they won and everybody said it was just one of those deals. Tom Brady said the same thing. It's just one of those family issues. Don't forget, he's a guy that almost got into a fist fight with Bill O'Brien mm-hmm. on the sidelines at one point. And Bill O'Brien, what he did to Mac Jones one day. Woo! Goodness, you want to talk about parenting. That was parenting. All right. Uh, Jim Nance and Chris Russo both did the same thing. Brent Musburger for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I didn't realize he's been around the NFL since the 60s. 1963, Brent Musburger. It seems kind of odd because I would have thought he was already in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Everyone just assumed? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Is he not on the list because everybody just thought he was in? The contributor list is what he would have to be on. What's going to happen now is he's going to get into the Hall of Fame. And he, he seems, while well, he's older, he seems young enough to still enjoy the idea that he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. I just think it needs market correction. What do you think of the Mets general manager saying Pete Alonso free agency? And I quote, most likely outcome. Can I make a suggestion? Full-time DH, welcome Pete Alonso after, at the end of this year. Because Marcelo Zuno yeah. will be gone. Yeah, yeah. you don't play first base. To me. Hey, you don't play first base. You don't have to play first base. I'm going to pay you like a guy who hits home runs. Can you imagine this guy in the middle of the lineup here? I told you what I thought last year. I asked Alex Anthopoulos. I got one guess. Remember he talked about trying to go after a bat? My guess was Pete Alonso. He told me no. Now, would the Mets do it in in division? Don't have to worry about it. It's going to be a free agent. And if I'm Pete Alonso and the Mets don't want me coming here. Do you have the polar bear club somewhere oh, hell yes. inside of Truist Park? Hell yes. No, listen. 
I want you to be the biggest meathead home run derby guy you could be yeah. if you come here and take this. Alonzo with a three-round shot in the Polar Bear Club continues to roar. All right, okay, here's Ben Ingram today. Here's my so I even do though be- he sounds nothing like that. I do believe that Pete Alonzo. I don't know what his personality is. I think he's a meathead. And and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just think me hit ball. Yeah. Me like hit Travis ball Kelsey. far. Yeah, me hit ball far. I think he might enjoy sticking it to the Mets by coming here in a place where home runs come. And he certainly gets into an environment where he can win. As opposed to what maybe the mess is up there. See, Shoei Itani took BP yesterday, knocked a bunch of balls over the fence. Yeah, I mean, that's not really a surprise, is yeah. it? I just signed a guy for, Shoei for $500 million. If he can't hit BP, if he what? that's like saying, oh, look, I paid him $500 million, but I'm going to give him a $2 million bonus for being an all-star. My guess is 21 pitches, he better hit 10 bucks. you think Frank Cora right now, if he got in and took batting practice, how many would he hit over the fence if he wanted to? Out of 21 swings, yeah. I think that was the Otani number. Yeah, if he if he was just looking to play deep, he goes deep 10 times. I mean, that's my point. Yeah. yeah. And yeah he hit I, home run. Uh, I saw that video and I was if like. If you're a major league player or you're still in good shape and you used to be a major league player, you should be able to do that. So the video. That's the purpose you want. The video would have been more interesting if he didn't hit home runs. Here's my question like the Super Bowl. What do you do on the other 11 pitches? So here's my question of the. It's the question of the day, but it might be the question of the year. Do I tease that or do I give it to you now? I say you tease it. I might have the question of the year when it comes to Atlanta sports fandom. All right, so we'll do that when we come back. Plus, McCole Harbin's number is five in Athens. What does that mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. We'll explain it all when we come back as we go on campus. And uh, we brought up baseball. We're going to be at spring training next week. And if you missed any of the Braves Fest coverage, Domino, Kevin McAlpin and company talking to Alex Anthopoulos, players, coaches. Go to 680thefan.com slash BravesFest. Tap the app or search 680thefan on Amazon Fire, Apple TV, or Roku. Chris Domino with the question of the year when we come back here on Domino and Cellini. It's the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 